The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Rahul Dev Manchanda is a professor, author and attorney with a focus on asbestos litigation and international trade law. With experience at a prominent Manhattan law firm and exposure to diverse legal systems at the United Nations Commission on International Trade Law in Vienna, he's established himself as a knowledgeable and respected professional in the field. And Rahul joins us now from New York, because you can see out the window there's a building that looks very New Yorkie, and you were saying that is actually Wall Street, right? It is. <laughs> yeah. So Great where's the Wall wolf? Street. Are you the wolf? Am I? The... <laughs> Great question. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that prompted you to go down this career path, working in this famous area that you do, and working in law and academia? Sure. So you know, I, I wrote these books, uh, Deep State Defector One, Two, Three, Four, and Five, over the course well since 2016, 17. Uh, uh, sort of as uh, as a catharsis as an attorney that was approaching my 20th year as, as a practicing lawyer in New York and having seen over and over again this sort of invisible you know wall or shield if you will uh, that kept coming up over and over and over again um, you know in the course of litigation either as a lawyer for my clients or as a litigant personally uh, and you sort of like you know how um, dinosaurs for example it's like we, we know what they look like and what they walk like and what they sounded like based on indirect evidence, right? Yeah. Uh, we've never actually seen a dinosaur because they've been extinct since for 65 million years, <laughs> supposedly. But apparently we have movies like Jurassic Park, which are pretty realistic, and that's based on indirect evidence. And so the, the deep state uh, was sort of something that came up, uh, you know, in the course of, of uh, you know, all these conspiracy theories that you would read on the internet and whatnot, and my own research, and they would call it different names, Illuminati, whatever. You know, these kinds of names, you know, if you use these words in, in, uh, in polite conversation, people look at you kind of cross-eyed like okay maybe it's time we take a you know take an early leave from this conversation you know you, you know the cia for example said a conspiracy theorist has no credibility but the reality is when when donald trump sort of took office um and they started talking about the deep state and then you had cia operatives such as uh uh phil giraldi who was a station chief of turkey for decades using the term deep state to describe like turkish government uh under ataturk for example which would never change no matter what the administration was, whether it was left or right, liberal, conservative, whatever, 
uh, that it would, the policies and sort of would never change. And it was sort of like this um, continuation of government. And then things in the newspapers would talk about the shadow government that Dick Cheney belonged to and whatnot, Donald Rumsfeld, you know, uh, after the 9-11 attacks and things of that nature. These things sort of came to the surface, and I think in people's sub, uh, conscious as opposed to subconscious. And so I wrote these books based on really just what I was was seeing in the courts. Yeah. Uh, and then that sort of led to other uh, investigations and research on many, many other topics as well from my background, both as an attorney and, and, as, and as other things that I've done in my lifetime. Do you think that reforms are needed in the courts? Absolutely do. Uh, you know, unfortunately, money, uh, the oligarchy, has a way of infecting everything, right? Uh, it's already kind of a given that big, big money can purchase the legislative branches of government. Obviously, the founding fathers, the genius of the founding fathers is that they created three. Uh, one was the judiciary, one was the executive branch, one was the legislative. And they, the founding fathers did that so that so that there'd be checks and balances on power. And they ran away from sort of old Europe with the monarchies and such, and that the people could uh, basically, uh, you know, with the three branches of government, keep one another in check. And sort of money took over the executive branch pretty early. The legislative was a little harder because there's 500-something senators and, you know, 500 congressmen, and they each cost money. You've got to be in the billions or trillions to or oligarchy plutocracy to afford that. But when the judiciary started to fall, uh, that really started to sort of quicken uh, in pace after the 9-11 attacks, after the, you know, sort of the, the terrorism scare came into play, right? Mm. In the 40s and 50s, it was communism and Nazism. But, but uh, after 9-11, it became a technocratic dictatorship in a sense. And then we have Google, we have big tech, big media. And then when you have the, the judiciary being able to be purchased like jelly beans by the powers that be, um, that's when you started seeing scary and sad things happening. That if you had the gumption or the audacity to take on like a big company or a student loan company or a, or a big tech media company, you would quickly get swatted down by a federal judge and not only swatted down under the color of law and authority, but you would probably also be sanctioned or threatened with contempt or jail. Uh, and this is something that has increased over time. And I think the Donald Trump administration sort of brought that to the forefront. Of course, in the last year or so, we've talked a lot about Russian oligarchs. Do you think that maybe oligarchs in the West generally are forgotten about maybe because a lot of people maybe don't know they exist? It's a great question. You know, we we um, we tend to say, okay, the Russian oligarchy is is a fact. You know, obviously we're better than they are because we have democracy. We're the West, and, yeah. and all that. And that's kind of like the thing that we clung to for decades and decades. You know, and I'm born here in New York, and I'm an Anglophile myself. I love Europe. I love uh, you know this country. But, you know, we kind of that put us to sleep for decades. The problem is, is that the oligarchy uh, really doesn't recognize borders or countries. The oligarchy uh, is essentially borderless. They live, they have houses in Europe, they have houses in America, they have houses in Hong Kong, they have houses in Russia and Moscow. Right. They're not really they're They kind of are floating around and they kind of like. They don't just shop from city to city, you know, or, or, or nation to nation. They, well, well, I should say, or city to city. They shop from continent to continent, depending on the tax favorability or the laws or not if they have a good relationship with the premier or the prime minister or the president. So there's more in common that we've discovered with, between the Russian oligarchy and the American oligarchy than or even the Chinese oligarchy. You've got Jack Ma, for example, of Alibaba, who disappeared for a couple of months in communist China because apparently he said a few things that were 
not quote unquote politically correct. Uh, you know, so he was maybe we don't know what happened, but they think that he was quote unquote reeducated by the communist Chinese government. But a, a guy like him and a guy like uh, Jeff Bezos of Amazon.com have probably more in common than me and Jeff Bezos or me and Jack Ma. And I don't really think they care about co- whether their government or the, that they own or control is communist or a monarchy or a democracy or Republican form of government or a communist, you know, Islamic gun. They don't really care. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't apply to them. So um, I, one of my chapters that I wrote was how the uh, global oligarchs are sort of merging with the global communists because they just realized that it's a lot easier, the oligarchs at least, they, do, they realize it's a lot easier to team up with a communist government with the guns and the weapons and the tanks and the power to control the masses rather than have to deal with these civil rights of all these annoying uh, peasants, <laughs> people, yes. I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, of course, they can't say that in the United States. It's very un-American or even or in Europe. You can't really say that. But, you know, uh, you know, I guess that's sort of what's happening. And I think last week you saw Elon Musk going to China and communist China. What were they talking about? Oh, to be a fly on the wall there, yeah. to be a camera on the wall would have been a wonderful experience, I think. Uh, probably followed the, uh, the, the Chatham House rules, right? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Nobody talks about it after they leave. Is an American oligarch supportive of the 
current administration, because we often talk about Russian oligarchs kind of being almost a friend of Vladimir Putin. So would an American oligarch be a big supporter of Joe Biden or whoever the president may be at the time? Well, you know, like I said earlier, the oligarchy uh, coming from whatever political persuasion um, are tending to find out that the only ones who really understand them are other oligarchs. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, and I think that the, the, those, the olden days of, you know, all of wealthy, wealthy oligarchs who are total patriots of their country, like say a Hughes of America, Howard Hughes, um, you know, are kind of gone. Um, you know, the, the the chasm between the super plutocracy oligarchy and the masses is so massive at this point. The wealth factor and the, the differential is so huge that, I mean, like I said, what is it, 95% of Americans couldn't put their hands on $1,000 if they life depended on it, right? Yet you have some of these guys since COVID made trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in profits. We're not talking billions, we're yeah. talking trillions. So how does that work? The middle class is rapidly evaporating and disappearing and we're resorting to some ancient sort of peasant class and nobleman class, I guess, if you will. And the middle class is disappearing very, very rapidly. Uh, so the, the, the communists, which we all know, shun uh, private property ownership, right? Uh, that's part of the thing that it's owned by the state, distributed to the masses. Uh, and the oligarchs own all the property. So whether you're in the United States or uh, in Russia or Ukraine or uh, Europe, if you're an oligarch and you quote unquote own all the property, um, you are the state. L'état c'est moi, like Napoleon said, right? L'état yeah. c'est moi. I am the state. Uh, so whatever government you want to call it for popular consumption, it has no bearing on them. So um, I think there's very di very little difference between the American oligarchy and the Russian oligarchy at this point in time. And I think it's just really right now the war over there in Ukraine is really a, a war about what are going to be the new world order's value systems. It's really about value systems. I mean, right now, and I wrote an article recently about this in the Eurasia Review. I mean, the big players right now over there are, you know, the the uh, Orthodox Christians, the uh, conservative Catholics, white supremacists, Jewish supremacists, pan-Arabists, uh, you know, Islamic uh, fundamentalists to some extent. Uh, you know, really, what are the value systems going to be? I guess, you know, uh, trans, uh, homose extreme homosexuals, extreme feminism, transgender rights. I mean, they're all kind of got skin in the game, yeah? Yeah. And they're realizing that the world is shrinking and they don't want to be the last man out when the merry-go-round stops. So they're all kind of putting their lobbying power, their money and their guns in there saying, okay, let me try to fight for, for what I think is freedom to be free or to die. And that's, so this is really World War III, but it's really about a war of human values and value systems and religious systems, uh, you know, uh, rather than dollars and cents. I mean, the vultures are always there. The financial vultures like BlackRock are going to make money no matter what. Goldman Sachs, historically, they've always funded both sides of the war, right? Yeah. Iran, Iraq, <laughs> you know, Turkey, uh, Greece, India, Pakistan, divide and rule, right? I mean, it's always, you, know, you support both sides and whoever wins, hey, great, we still made our money. Yes. So the banks really don't care. It's, it's, it's the ideologues, the demagogues that care. So of course you've written books is that the main way that you have been outspoken about these issues and tried to change it? Or have you maybe tried to change it from within as well? 
Uh, well, there's a there's a, a a thing that came up called that I read a, a while ago called the butterfly effect. I don't I don't pretend to be anybody uh, important. I'm just a, a lawyer on Wall Street for 20 years, but yeah. I've seen things and I, and I have a big mouth, and uh, <laughs> I got I got ticked off, and I started writing things that I could only things that I could prove. But the more that I wrote, you know, there's sort of a pattern emerged, and sort of historical references could have come up. I, I think that um, the butterfly effect really is when you is when somebody sort of you know flaps. It's I guess flapping the butterfly's wings. In like you know Asia that turns into a typhoon in like you know Italy or Madagascar or something. Yes. So you know with the internet, good ideas catch on, right? Um, you know Twitter or whatever. But then you have the enemy there. You know the, these oligarchs and plutocrats who purchase massive shares of Twitter or Google or whatever, and then try to crush and cancel culture those big mouths who are making too much of an of a change, right? Yes. So you know we're, you know we, the United States. I never thought I would see it happen. The USA supposedly the bastion of the First Amendment freedom of speech went ahead and canceled uh, RT Russian News Network or Sputnik or some of the Chinese news because they were so paranoid that they were winning the publicity war or the propaganda war. But I thought, you know, I thought America was all about sharing ideas. So when that happened a couple of years ago, that was pretty amazing. Uh, when you had Russia, the new Russia, not the communist Russia, obviously the Russian Federation from 2000 under Putin, believe it or not, is not a communist country. Uh, they're 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 starting over again. Right, uh, and a lot of them had put their faith in the in the Orthodox Christian Church, Russian Orthodox Church under Kirill, Patriarch Kirill, because they had nothing else. The communists had fleeced the country dry, and the oligarchs stole all the money, went and bought massive properties in London and New York and LA and Europe, and uh, they became the oligarchs of the arms industry, the, the agriculture industry, the weapons industry, the wheat industry, the oil industry, whatever. If you were in the right place at the right time, you were now a Russian oligarch when only t- 10 years poor, you were some poor, poor hump trying to earn a living as a state worker in the oil industry. But they, you know, if you were in the right place at the right time, you became the, the billionaire oligarch who ran that business. And they quickly channeled all the money out of the Russian Federation into London, into property into new york into the west um and things of that nature well have you got any more books or projects that you're currently working on deep state defectors uh one through five from about 2017 to about 2023 are out and about uh i'm currently working on deep state defector six because you can't keep a good man down right yes uh, I, I write articles. I write articles for Eurasia Review and a couple other online periodicals. Um, you know, whenever I have the time or whenever I'm inspired, mostly alternative media productions, alternative media that don't censor. I, I came from a background where I was on Fox News, CNN, Court TV. I mean, I was on there all the time, repeating <laughs> the mantras of you know the oligarchy, selling it, selling the uh, the BS, if you will. As a young in my late late twenties, early thirties, not really knowing much not knowing any better just honored and thankful that they were calling me and uh, I, I look back in some of those tv programs and i cringe a little bit uh and i kind of like you know i'm a little bit sad because i was very naive at the time well where are we able to find the books that you have came out with so far and everything else that you'd want us to find barnes and noble is a great supporter uh barnes and uh but you know we're available all over the world if you type in deep state defector but one of the interesting thing is amazon.com slash kindle 
banned two of my two of, of my books, like, uh, which is interesting. I, I didn't know that Amazon and Kindle would actually ban books like Fahrenheit 495, but again, apparently they did. Uh, they banned my books and said that their my content was too controversial. They told my publisher they wouldn't publish it, but Barnes and Noble went ahead and published it anyway, and that was really nice of them. Um, you know, but I find that my books are selling all around the world wherever people are hungry to learn about the conspiracies, not based in you know not not, not some far-fetched conspiracy, but based in reality and fact and data that can be backed up, uh, you know, uh, and um, so they can be found all around the world, I think. BarnesandNoble.com is a great place to find them because none of them are banned. I would not recommend Amazon or Kindle because, like I said, they banned a book or two or three. I'm not even sure how many they banned. But apparently that's good for me because, it, you know, when you ban something, then people want to buy it. So I put it, when I put it on Facebook, all of a sudden people were very interested in it. Well, many thanks for joining us today. Hey, thank you for this. I appreciate it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribben Show.